0: Yes, I've come wandering in again to do another radio show, especially for you. I know you're dodging those potholes from those drones, missiles. Someday you'll have a great pavement company that we have here in the U.S. that uses Chinese pavement. (laughs) That Chinese pavement is the cheapest crap I've ever seen in my life. You pave a street with it, and at least 71 degrees here. Anyway, Enlightenment Radio, your host for the next hour while you're driving home, while you're rush hour, coming home from your working class hero, you surfs. Radio on Apple and Android as an app, and our Spotify podcasts are on Spotify. A couple days later, in your language, we got a good show yesterday. The last two days have been really good, especially because we were on the air and there weren't any glitches. That's a good show for us. <laughs> this is your host, Mystic Guide. Why am I a Mystic Guide? Because I have the map. You can follow all those false prophets everywhere around the world, but you'll never get anywhere because they don't have a map. They have maps to uh, Tibet. They have maps to Buddha. They have maps to... uh... Did you know that Confucius' grave is occupied? Did you know that Buddha's grave is occupied? Did you know that it's grave is occupied, but Jesus Christ's grave is empty. So why follow a loser? So we're looking at 49 degrees currently in your world. Fahrenheit. Now, you, 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 you have to do the figuring of what it is in centigrade. I'm not doing the figuring anymore. They told us we were going to turn to meters and centimeters and all that years ago. Never happened. Too many dumb Americans couldn't even pass math. So, we've got a new story here prepared for you. Somewhere on the uh, radar. It says, and I can't believe the world will allow this, I've got one story here that says why North Korea is preparing to attack Ukraine next. That cannot be real. That cannot be allowed to happen. It cannot, it cannot be allowed to happen. So we've lost another story. Well, let's go into that one I just talked about, current news. Can you believe this? Listen to this.
1: Both sides are beginning to run low on their supplies of everything, from manpower to weapons and to ammunition that they require to continue fighting. The most recent estimate from the United States in regards to the casualties suffered during Europe's biggest war since 1945 are absolutely horrendous. They believe that as of September 2023, the Russian casualties... Here's the casualties the right here. I was thought I
0: lost it. To listen, lost. listen
1: to this. I'll start, start it over Japan for you. ...120,000 Russian soldiers war since 1945 are absolutely horrendous. They believe that as of September 2023, the Russian casualties since the invasion began are fast approaching 300,000. Divided between as many as 120,000 Russian soldiers killed in action and as many as another 180,000 more wounded. These U.S. estimated losses on the Russian side are significantly higher than the U.S. estimated casualty figures for the Ukrainian side, however, which are believed to currently stand at around 190,000 total casualties. Divided between an estimated 70,000 Ukrainian soldiers killed in action and another 120,000 more wounded. This makes for a total military casualty figure in the war. Only 19 months in, approaching a total of 500,000 when combining both sides as totals.
0: Did you hear that? A total combined 500,000 soldiers. They haven't counted the civilians yet. Wait till they get to that.
1: Including nearly 200,000 soldiers who have been killed in action. And that's without factoring in any of the estimated loss in life to Ukrainian civilians, which the United Nations estimates to also be somewhere in the ballpark of the tens of thousands. This all easily... Tens of thousands of citizens. That is a terrorist. ...seen in Europe since the World War, having already in less than two years eclipsed the total number of deaths experienced throughout the entire Yugoslav wars that lasted for a decade between 1991 and 2001 with the Ukrainian side alone having already suffered higher losses than the United States did during nearly 20 years in Vietnam, and with the Russian side alone having suffered more than double the losses of the Russo-Japanese War of 1905, which ultimately culminated in a revolution in the country. In the first two weeks alone of Ukraine's massive counteroffensive that began in June of 2023, the United States estimated that as much as 20% of all the weapons and equipment that Ukraine sent into battle was either destroyed or damaged. And the sheer scale of death and destruction that has been wrought in Ukraine on both sides during this war is reflective of the sheer volume of lethal weapons and munitions that both sides have been firing at each other. It has been estimated by U.S. analysts that the Russian side in the war fired somewhere between 10 and 11 million rounds of artillery on the Ukrainian battlefield across 2022 alone, to say nothing of how much they fired in 2023. On some days, according to the same American estimates, the Russians have been capable of maintaining a pace of firing between 20,000 and 50,000 rounds of artillery in Ukraine every single day, while the Ukrainians have only been managing to fire back at a rate of somewhere between 4,000 and 7,000 shells of artillery a day. And after having kept these rates of fire up for 19 months now, both sides have burned through millions of rounds of artillery and small arms ammunition, and both sides' inventories and stockpiles of each are beginning to run low. And so both sides have begun searching abroad beyond their own countries for newer sources to keep their guns supplied and firing long enough to last until the other side runs out first. And there is no larger source of stockpiled artillery shells and ammunition just sitting there unused in inventories anywhere in the world than on the Korean Peninsula where North Korea and South Korea have remained officially at war with one another for more than 70 years ever since the signing of a ceasefire agreement back in 1953, which ended the shooting between them, but never officially ended the state of war between them. For decades, both the United States and Russia in its previous form, the Soviet Union, poured enormous amounts of weapons and ammunition into the hands of their respectively backed sides. The United States poured their weapons into South Korea, while the Soviets poured their weapons into North Korea, as the fear on both sides of another hot war erupting on the Korean peninsula between them remained ever-present. When the Cold War between the U.S. and the Soviet Union ended in the early 1990s, it never really ended at all in the Korean Peninsula, and tensions remained extremely high through to the present, with both sides remaining prepared for the possibility of an all-out war resuming again, and with both sides having never winded down their vast stockpiles of artillery, rockets, ammunition, and guns built up over the decades preparing for it. As a result, the North and the South continue to possess what are literally the largest stockpiles of artillery shells and small arms ammunition that can be found anywhere in the entire world, with likely several tens of millions of rounds of artillery sitting there at peace. North Korea, in particular, is likely home to the single largest artillery arsenal of any of the world's countries, with at least 10,000 artillery systems that are more than every single country in NATO combined and with tens of millions of their own artillery shells stockpiled up for a war with the South and the United States that for the past 70 years so far has still never come. North Korea may be a highly impoverished country with meager economic and technological power, but it has consistently over decades prioritized its military and armed forces above all other concerns of the state, with its regime constantly warning against an imminent U.S. invasion and urging the need for constant militaristic vigilance. Prior to the country developing and acquiring nuclear weapons, North Korea's greatest deterrent they had to dissuade against an invasion from the U.S. and South Korea was its close relations with the Soviet Union and China, and above all, its massive and formidable military and artillery apparatus. North Korea, you see, has maintained compulsory military conscription in the country for all men for a period of at least 10 years, between the ages of 17 and 30, while North Korean women are selectively conscripted for military service as well until the age of 23 making North Korea easily the most heavily militarized society... Look at
0: those beautiful babes over there in North Korea marching in step. Wow.
1: ...people in the country are an active member of one of the nation's various military and paramilitary organizations. In terms of total numbers of soldiers in active military, reserve military, and paramilitary roles combined, North Korea literally has the largest armed forces in the world, with nearly 8 million total soldiers it can call upon and field quickly during a conflict significantly more than countries with way larger populations than it, like China, Russia, or the United States. The country with the second largest total armed forces it can quickly call upon, naturally, is South Korea, with a total of about 6.7 million total personnel it can call upon in the event of a conflict. And beyond the sheer enormity of North Korea's potential manpower base to pull from during a conflict, the other component of the country's deterrence historically was their massive investment into their artillery arsenal. A recent report from the RAND Corporation in 2020 concluded that North Korea continues to maintain around 6,000 of their total artillery systems near to the DMZ border with South Korea, within range of the very densely populated South Korean capital and largest city, Seoul, the metropolitan region of which is home to more than 26 million people today, or about half of South Korea's entire population. That 2020-era report concluded that within the opening hour of a full-scale hot war resuming on the Korean Peninsula, North Korea's artillery systems along the DMZ could unleash what they've previously referred to as the Sea of Fire upon Seoul and the metropolitan area surrounding it, and in the process, kill upwards of 200,000 people in only a single hour through only conventional artillery, without even resorting to their large chemical or nuclear weapons arsenals. That is high enough of a possible carnage to make any U.S. president think twice about attacking the North. And so, this was what North Korea primarily relied upon for deterrence for decades. But then in the 2000s, they realized that that still might not actually be enough. Saddam Hussein's Iraq, which was conventionally formidable on paper, with nearly 400,000 standing troops, 2,000 tanks, 2,300 artillery systems, 300 combat aircraft, and 4,000 anti-air guns, was almost casually swept aside in little more than a month by the vastly conventionally and technologically superior U.S. and U.K. forces who invaded Iraq in 2003, with only 196 coalition troops losing their lives, compared to around 30,000 Iraqi troops. The primary justification that the U.S. and U.K. had used to invade Iraq in 2003 was Saddam Hussein's possession of weapons of mass destruction and his nuclear weapons program, something that it turned out Iraq didn't actually have, which is what ultimately left them vulnerable to a US invasion. North Korea saw the writing on the wall and feared that they could become the target of the next U.S. invasion. So in the build-up to the invasion of Iraq, they decided to formally withdraw from the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty, which they had previously agreed to sign back in 1985, becoming, to date, the only country that has ever signed the treaty, and then later withdrew from it. Almost immediately afterwards, North Korea resumed its nuclear weapons program, which culminated with their first successful test of a crude atomic bomb in 2006, and which eventually led to the current estimated arsenal of around four Nuclear warheads, along with their increasingly sophisticated missile program designed to deliver those warheads to targets very far away from North Korea. The nukes and the missiles thus began adding to North Korea's level of deterrence against a U.S. invasion or intervention, spurred on even further after witnessing major U.S. military interventions against Gaddafi's Libya in 2011 and against the Assad regime in Syria in 2017 and 2018. But North Korea's nuclear weapons served another purpose to the Kim regime besides simply. (music)
2: you <music>
3: there is revolutionary love. Love of comrades fighting for the people and love of people. Not an abstract people, but people one meets and works with. When Che Guevara talked of love being at the center of revolutionary endeavor, he meant both. For people like Che or George Jackson or Malcolm X, love was the prime mover of their struggle, and love cost them their lives.
0: Wow, that was a powerful version by Frankie Goes to Hollywood, of war. What a statement. So, as we continue on our uh, venture here, we cannot but help. Like that line in the song says, war, what a heartbreak, what a heartache. It's only good for the undertaker. (sighs) Let's think of something positive we can talk about today, people. How about Jesus Christ said, the world, you shall have tribulation. But in the world, I have overcome the world. So be of good cheer. He overcame the world. So follow his words. Read the scriptures. There's your positiveness. There's your hope. Because your hope is the big picture. Not this picture the news tells you every day. What the news tells you every day is fear, loathing, no hopelessness. We here at Enlightenment Radio, we have hope in our future. A new heaven and a new earth. That you can overcome death. That you can overcome Anything. Through God and Christ in you, the hope of glory. So, that's our future. New heaven and new earth. This is a corrupt world. Has been for 2,000, 6,000 years according to the creationists. And it's been a corrupt world for millions of years according to scientists. One of the things that uh, they are planning is uh, to weaken the United States so that he can't or we can't go to two battlefields at once. We used to be able to have three stages or three theaters of war capability. Now we can't even barely get one. After we bailed Afghanistan, we looked like the fools of the world. Thank you, Buffoon Biden. At least your leader, Zelensky, has got some cojones. <laughs> he has got some cojones. He's out there working the world like a salesman. <laughs> you ever notice that? He goes to one country, he's working them like he's selling something. Take me. Take my product. My product is winning my war, keeping my country. I want somebody to invest in me. Do I have any investors? Those who want to invest in my country and our country and our sovereignty, raise your hand. And when they do, he starts taking numbers and he takes them up on it. Then he goes to their country and he meets with them and he takes them up on their offers. Because we're not helping in time. We are helping, but we are lagging, and we're dragging our feet for some reason. I don't know what it is. It's an intent. It's an intentional dragging their feet. I think they don't want to open all the Biden files over there you've got hidden. All the skeletons on his crimes, corruption, John Kerry, his son, uh, Biden's brother, they were all in on corruption. Laundering money. See, this is how it works. They loan a country, the Democrats, the the ones in power. We're going to give this country a billion dollars to support them. But what happens is half of that billion dollars is laundered through banks and it comes back to the Democrats so they can campaign on it. (laughs) That's how this system works campaign money for the democrats and some of the republicans too because they sign on to it hey we'll give you a little bit of this if you'll sign on to this bill to give this country the ukraine a billion dollars so we can get half a billion dollars back through our coffers and come back to our banks it goes through so many banks you can't keep track of it that's how it works that's how the system works That's why they gladly give money to these foreign countries, because it comes back into their pockets. It's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Well, I have a nice little uh, station break coming up at the half of the hour, but we'll shoot it out now. You are in tune to Enlightenment Radio. Home of the ultimate knowledge of body, soul, and spirit. And unlimited music, 24-7. Be sure and visit our website at enlightenment-radio.com. There you can journey through the mystical voyage and also view our schedule of programming. Thank you for listening.
4: Nesmi Nesminu. Enlightenment Radio, Rupo VSO Mus Vidu, Vami 24 Godini Musiki, Krami Translasi tal mishtasni pied de visan harista pid kasmishtaknowi podrozi, tukakon. Russian missiles struck a city in eastern Ukraine, killing seven people, injuring 80 others. Officials say those missile strikes happened within 30 to 40 minutes of one another, the second missile striking right as first responders arrived to help people. There's also this new CNN reporting this morning on Ukraine's counteroffensive just weeks into it. Western officials tell our colleague, Jim Shuto they're concerned the assessment of the battle to regain territory is increasingly sobering. Illinois Congressman Mike Quigley, just recently returned from meetings in Europe with U.S. commanders training Ukrainian forces, told CNN, quote, Our briefings are sobering. We're reminded of the challenges they face. This is the most difficult time of the war. Joining us now, retired Army Major Mike Lyons. Do you agree with Quigley's assessment? I mean, he was meeting with the people that are training Mm -hmm. the Ukrainians.
3: Uh, So it's two months to the day since the counteroffensive started. They've gained maybe 10 square miles or so. Not a lot, but You know, attacking frontal fortifications reinforced by minefields without air superiority, not a lot of times in history you can show that's been successful. Um, I think we've set the expectation high for what the Ukrainian military can do, um, but they're not fighting a combined arms fight. They're not fighting a counteroffensive the way that historically shown has been successful. Not their fault. Um, but they're doing the best they can. So I'm I'm glad to see we've got some sober reality with regard to the situation there. Abrams tanks will be there in the fall, so that will be uh, obviously uh, helpful. But as Jim's reporting, that it's not about hardware. It's not about uh, weapons support. So how much can that help? You know, Because the Abrams tanks are going to get there at a time when the rainy season is going to start. And the way tanks are deployed effectively is when they're used for shock effects. And if you're Russia, you're seeing where those tanks are going to go, because that's exactly where the offensive uh, priority is going to be at that time. And what you'll do is you'll move troops there to counterbalance them. There's only 31 tanks or so showing up. They're not going to be that much of a difference maker. There's huge logistical tooth-to-tail ratio that goes with those tanks. Um... Will they make a difference? They're going to allow more Ukrainian crews to survive, but those tanks still don't have any more capability to go through minefields or do other things. So, again, without the combined arms, without the air superiority, I think this is still going to remain a stalemate.
4: There's a real question about what Ukraine's going to need from the U.S. in Mm -hmm. terms of additional funding, additional weapons, et cetera. And the U.S. public sentiment on it is changing. There is really striking uh, reality in this new CNN polling. What it shows is that a majority of Americans disapprove of another support package for Ukraine 45 percent approve it should Congress authorize more funding to Ukraine 55 percent oppose it
3: yeah this is what Vladimir Putin wants to happen if he hangs on to this land that he has right now that he's seized illegally um, gets through the the, the, the the fall and then the winter we're now into next spring here and our political season presidential elections running uh, who knows what the politicians will say because this is really what 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 uh, you know where the money's going to come from The Ukraine government needs a commitment from NATO, from the United States, saying we're all in for however long it takes. The problem is that doesn't jive with our political cycles here, and the United States leads the way with all these economic packages as well as the military packages. So um, that's what Putin is hoping that will happen, that we'll lose So
4: you're saying if the U.S. fails to authorize further funding, you think its Western allies will follow?
3: I'm not sure the Western allies have the capability um, and capacity to make the difference that Ukraine is going to need in order to uh, sustain itself uh, they need Patriot missiles they think they need things that only come from the United States and US defense contractors and you can't crank that machine up quick enough to get some of that material there at the time look at the tanks I mean we're the, the early we only took us took us eight months to get 31 tanks to Ukraine they need 400 if they want to have any kind of offense
5: so we learned overnight uh, a detail about new textbooks in Russia yeah that will address the invasion of Ukraine as the uh, addition of new regions to the Russian Federation, just kind of a light brush, ignoring, not even using
3: the special military operation language that they've used on the global scale. What's your reaction to that? Yeah, they're betting that this is going to end with a new border, that Russia's going to take that land that they have. I mean, they uh, they had that land that they controlled since 2014, mostly in Crimea and the Donbass region and now they control that uh, eastern portion of the Dnipro River, it creates now a a DMZ, a border situation, of, of two hostile countries if this thing stops tomorrow, if the Russians decide from a military perspective. The other thing, though, it does put a little bit of a problem with Ukraine joining NATO. We can't bring a country into NATO that has a border conflict. So this is one way that, you know, Putin will potentially keep NATO uh, from U- Ukraine by saying there's going to always be a border skirmish here, and, and then this is all, you know,
0: part of their plan. Major Mike
4: Lyons, thank you. Nice to have you at the table. We usually get you in Washington or at the wall. Thanks yeah. for being
0: with us. Well, that was not a good estimate of what's going to happen for Ukraine. You know, when the, you got up, still the United States Americans— And they have a right to believe what they believe because of the last 20 years of our disgusting men coming home in body bags, no legs, no limbs, no head, no brains. All that's just ugly war. And we were in—what did we get out of it? Trump said, at least get the oil, get them to pay for it. Did we get them to pay for it? They kept promising it. Where was the democracy in Iraq? What happened to the women's school in Afghanistan? You know, we went into Afghanistan because here's why, and I'm going to tell you the real reason why. The CIA went into Afghanistan with our army. By the time the Taliban, they were not exactly Western civilization friendly. They were throwing televisions and radios away off the cliffs. They were tearing down statues from history. But one of the major things they had destroyed was the poppy fields that was supplying 90% of the world's heroin. Afghanistan and the Afghanis were supplying 90% of the world's heroin, but the Taliban did not like that. Isn't that odd that they would be against something that was deadly in the first place? But the United States wanted that poppy fields because it made our pharmaceuticals, And it made our underground drug wars money, money through drugs. So the Taliban had eradicated 99% of all the poppy fields in Afghanistan. And what do we do? We go back over there. We run them out of those poppy fields and we start growing them again. And now it's the world's leader in poppy fields and heroin supply. We went in for a real noble cause. That's why we came out wagging our tails, because we were not doing this war for God. We were in the war for the devil or the adversary. Coming back with the purest form of heroin this world has ever seen into the streets of America, killing our teenagers. I saw it. I watched it happen. The purest form of heroin this world has ever seen after the United States went back in, and Great Britain too. They knew what they were doing. United States handled the logistics of getting back the heroin to the uh, normal state, and the uh, British handled the financial part of it. Tony Blair and all them boys. It's all a big ruse. Nothing what you see in the news is what's really happening. See the shiny object over here? Watch the shiny object over here while we screw you over here. They're shining that shiny object over in Israel right now. Israel's always going to be like that. Even though they claim they've lost, and it's sad, 100,000, I mean, just a few hundred people, But the total we just added up is 500,000 between Russia and Ukraine bodies, not to mention the civilians. So why are they shining that object to us over there in Israel when it doesn't even compare to the losses you people have faced? And it's sad. You're mourning your families. You're mourning your sons. You're mourning your fathers out there in the front lines. And it, it just... It's just saddening, the world's perspective. My perspective is you've got the worst problem in the world.
4: Expense consciousness. The music you are listening to is coming from Enlightenment Radio. Sound waves that lift your consciousness, enhance your mood, and transcends time and space. Visit our website at enlightenment-radio.com where you'll be guided each level of transformation to become an enlightened one.
0: Well, it's still 49 degrees Fahrenheit. Have you guessed how cold Fahrenheit? It's still 49 degrees. Keep your coats on. It's not going to get any warmer today. How's the high? Yeah, you're not going to get any higher. You're going to have to go home and freeze. They're going to close Ukraine down for the winter anyway. Isn't that what they do? They close New York down every winter. I tell my sister, why do you live up there, upper state New York? She can't even get her car started. That's how bad it is.
2: We fight till the end, giving every last breath,
5: war-torn like a soldier, with the weight on our chest, we wish him to save.
0: was Traffic. Those, uh, both, they came out with two albums in the same year and uh, Rolling Stone Magazine did a first they ever had done. They voted both those albums number one albums of the year instead of just voting one album. That's uh, Unprecedented. That's Traffic, Dave Mason, Stevie Winwood, Jim Capaldi. They were a great group that came out of the around 70. 6970 you know that song uh, "Feeling All Right." Joe Cocker did a cover of it. That was uh, that was traffic. We're gonna go out with a positive tune from Laura Dangle, and it's a spiritual, uplifting song. And we need to have gratitude and an attitude of gratitude, no matter what state we're in, no matter what we find when we walk out the door. We gotta keep hope, keep hope alive. That's the name of your ukraine website ukraine the heart of hope you can thank my art director for that i was going to call it the morning after m-o-u-r-n-i-g like a sad morning no he said you hope ukraine the heart of hope and we're counting on you people lord angle look up child Look, he says he put the past way behind him, and he's looking forward to an ever-open door. United States of America, we put the past World War One and World War II behind us, and we prospered like no one else before prospered. So you can do it, too. One of these days, this is going to be in your past, and you're going to look forward, and you have everything to look forward to. God bless you. This is Enlightenment Radio signing off. See you tomorrow, same time.